In this room, we're going to dig into God's Word. We're going to turn to the same letter we were in last week, First uh, Timothy, and it, we're going to be continuing from where we ended last week, First Timothy chapter 4, beginning in verse 10 and following through the end of the chapter. If you have your Bibles, love for you to turn with me there. If not, you can follow along with the words on the screen as we together hear the Word of the Lord in First Timothy 4.10 following. That is why we labor and strive Because we have put our hope in the living God, who is the Savior of all people and especially of those who believe. Command and teach these things. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech and conduct and love and faith and in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to preaching and to teaching. Do not neglect your gift which was given you through, through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. This is God's word offered to us. Uh, the in its reading and in its hearing, and together we give thanks to Lord God Almighty. Would you bow with me for a word of prayer? Gracious and loving God, what an extraordinary thing it is to meet with you, to hear from your word, and to know your presence with us and in it. Lord, we ask that as we approach uh, this time of reflection, of learning, of proclamation, Lord, that you would be present with us by the power of your spirit. We surrender to you in that way. I ask, oh God, that you would open our eyes, that we would see our ears, that we would hear. Open our minds, that we would come to know and understand your word. Our hearts, that we would feel its power. Then I ask, oh God, that you would open our hands, that we would uh, offer grace on your behalf to the world. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, one of the things that I, I like to do at the end of the year seems, seems rather common. It, it's, it's to look back on the year that was and, and take some stock. Uh, to look at the, the, the things that, that were, were challenges and those celebrations. I especially like to look at the celebrations. And as the pastor of the church, that's one of the things I like to do is look at what has this last year been and what is there to celebrate. And, and I want you to know that as I look back over 2021, my favorite memories are of you. Of the ways uh, specifically in which, uh, in which you have used your gifts to serve. Uh, 2021 was a time in which we were ramping back up into ministry when we were uh, deploying different uh, serve teams uh, fresh. And so many of you stepped in and served in ways that you hadn't served before. And, and I think about folks that had never been at the front door greeting and then they joined the greeter team and through their smile and their warmth and engagement, they were able to bless others, and I celebrate that. I think of folks that, that, that joined the, the refreshment team thinking, I don't know if I have the time to do it, but then they, they found a way to, to step forward and just uh, bless the, uh, the community with that warmth and fellowship. You have been a part of blessing me as I've witnessed your, your gifts being deployed. Uh, the most specific kind of manifestation of that was uh, exemplified on, on Christmas Eve for me. Uh, on Christmas Eve, we had uh, just kind of an all-hands-on-deck sort of mentality, particularly because we had some staffs that, that had experienced some illness, and, and, uh, and Alyssa, our worship leader, was out sick, and so 
uh, we had to make a call, but th- there's a backstory that builds up to that. You know, uh, early last year, we put out a, a, a serve survey, okay? And, and we put this survey out uh, and invited everybody to respond in ways in which they're interested in uh, stepping forward in service uh, to the community and to the church. And there was a new box for the first time ever we listed, uh, I'm interested in uh, in participating on the worship team. We had never done that before. That was the first time we ever did it. And, and so here's the backstory. So one of our lay leaders, Molly Dare, uh, she, she saw that on our computer at home. She's filling out the serve survey and she's kind of just chunking away. She's like, you know, checking it off her list. These are things I got to do. And then she got to that box and she froze, just stopped in her tracks, didn't know what to do. And, 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 and she, she, was like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? She literally stopped, stood up, and walked away. I mean, this was like one of those moments, you know, you're knocking out your, your things, to loot, things to do list, and you're checking things off the list, and you're going to finish the service. She walked away, and she just started praying, God, what do you want me to do with this box? God, what do you want me to do with this box? And so then a, a few days later, she comes back to the survey. She skips the box. She goes all the way through the rest of the survey, and then she says, Lord, what do you want me to do? And here's how she describes that moment. She goes back to the box, she clicks the box, and then she clicks submit as fast as she can, and then she just runs away from the desk. (laughs) I'm done. That was it. Hopefully no one reads the serve surveys, (laughs) right? Like, because if no one reads the serve surveys, then I'm all good. Uh, Well, Alyssa read the serve surveys. And, and, and Alyssa reached out to Molly, and a season of development and, and training and study and preparation uh, went uh, underway, and Molly's been one of our leaders in worship multiple times, but it was exemplified for me whenever she stepped in on Christmas Eve worship, and Molly Dare offered her gifts to the Lord in leading the congregation and singing O Holy Night. What a beautiful thing for the gifts of the people to be lifted up to God's glory and the impact that that could have. Generally speaking, uh, I, I, look, uh, I look at the church, and, and, and there are so many things to celebrate, but, but my favorite as the lead pastor is, is celebrating the number of preachers that we have here. I mean, it's crazy. Have you ever thought about it? There are five preachers at Covenant. There's, there's me, there's Pastor Zach, there's Pastor Dario, there's Megan, and there's Peyton. We have five people that, 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 that come before the body and proclaim the word, and, and I love it. I love it. I love hearing how God is moving through them. I love helping to raise up their preaching voices. It's extraordinary, but I need to share a celebration with you because, you know, you, you, you'll get where I'm going here in a second. Uh, last week, we added a sixth person to the preaching at Covenant, and, and none of y'all got to, well, a couple of y'all got to see it as I'm looking at all the congregation. Uh, Anna Vargas preached in Spanish worship for the very first time ever last week, and it was awesome. I don't speak Spanish, but the Holy Spirit interpreted it, and it was awesome. 
And let me tell you what happened. After worship last week, there were three different individuals that came up to Anna after the sermon and said, I want to know more about God. I want to experience his love. I want a Bible. I want to be able to dig into his word. And so after worship, they were just passing out Bibles to folk. And I'm like, you need to come preach in English because people don't ask for Bibles after I preach. Oh, that's because y'all got seven on your, on your coffee tables at home. I know how that goes. Like, but, but, I mean, it was, it was beautiful. So now there are six preachers at Covenant. But get this. Next week at Covenant, for the first time ever, we're having Youth Sunday. So youth in the church are going to be greeting at the door. They're going to be the ushers. They're going to be uh, helping Patricia to serve back in Cove Kids. Uh, they're going to be doing what they can in the, in, in the tech team. And, and, and we have two that are going to be helping to lead the singing and worship. And get this, we're adding a seventh preacher to the team next Sunday. Avery Crowley, sophomore in high school, is going to come forward and share her gifts with the body to the glory of God. And she's going to preach for us. You cannot miss it. It's going to be awesome. I mean, you got to be there. And I cannot wait to see how God uses next Sunday for his glory. If, if you haven't got it yet, the, the, the part of Paul's letter to Timothy that just strikes a chord with me this week is this, this word of encouragement for us in verse 14. In verse 14, the opening words just ring in my ears. Do not neglect your gift. Do not neglect your gift. And, 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 and it's so easy to be tempted to neglect our gifts, right? We could come up with all sorts of grand excuses to neglect our gifts. We could, we could say, oh, I don't have time to use my gifts. Uh, you know, uh, I'm so busy. My schedule's so intense. Uh, there's no way that I'm ever going to check that box or that I'm ever going to step forward in that way. Because if I did, I don't have the time to do it. Or some of us might, might, might be tempted to neglect our gift because we feel like we're ill-equipped with knowledge. That, that, that man, I'm never going to talk about Jesus to anyone because if I talked about Jesus, they would assume I know everything about Jesus. And I know the entire Bible. And if that expectation is going to come with it, I just can't even step forward and talk about my Lord. Well, that's a fool's uh, errand. Like, like, and, and then we neglect our gift. But the Lord will supply by the power of his spirit words on your lips just to tell of the love of Jesus for you. But we, we use that lack of knowledge as an excuse to neglect our gift. Or maybe, or maybe it's this, this excuse of comparison, right? Well, they're really awesome at that gift. Like, man, they are so funny, uh, and I'm not that funny. And this gift of humor that I might think maybe something is stirring me in, nope, uh-uh, not going to use it because, because they're, they're funnier than I am. And so we get caught up in this comparison game and use it as an excuse to neglect our gift. But... But Paul is so intentional here, so clear. He says, do not neglect your gift. And that's a, that's a specific invitation for Timothy, but I think that that's an invitation for all of us. What kind of gifts do you have? What might that gift be in you? Maybe you have a, a gift of encouragement. 
If, if you have a gift of encouragement, you know, when, whenever you see someone succeeding in something and, 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 and you have a lens, the capacity to, to see it when others might not, and you don't even understand how they don't see it, but you see it, use that gift. Go to that person and share with them a word of encouragement and to build them up so that they would, uh, they, they would use their gifts more and more. Maybe you have a gift of encouragement. The Lord is telling you today, do not neglect that gift. Use that gift of encouragement. Maybe you have a gift of joy. You know, if you have the gift of joy, then you know, because here's what happens. When you have a gift of joy, people like, like kind of gravitate to you because they need a little bit of joy like on them as well. And the joy that's in you just kind of spills over and other, and other people are kind of washed into it. And so if you have the gift of joy, don't neglect that gift. Let it flow because the world needs it. And you are called to use it. Don't neglect your gift of joy. Maybe you have a gift of compassion and you can enter into delicate and tender situations with such gentleness and love that, 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 there, is, that there is a just a felt presence of peace whenever you enter. If you have that gift of compassion, don't neglect your gift. There's a gift that I know a lot of you have because, because I hear about it a lot, a gift of hospitality. If you have a gift of hospitality, use that gift. I mean, I, I have the pleasure of getting to call uh, guests of the church, and whenever I call guests of the church over and over and over again, I get to hear about how, how warm and hospitable the church is and how, uh, what beautiful fellowship there is. There is, and to God be the glory, and that's because many of you have the gift of, uh, of hospitality. Don't neglect, neglect that gift of hospitality. Use it. Lean in, and God will be glorified in it. You see, we're, we're not to to neglect these gifts, we're called to use them. We're called to lean in. Yesterday, I was able to witness a group of people that individually, uh, I don't know if they're fully in tune with what their gifts are, but I got to witness gifts in them. So yesterday uh, was the UIL state competition for, uh, for a high school cheerleading. And some of you know my daughter is a senior in high school. She's the captain of the Tomball High School uh, cheer team. And the game day uh, team went to Fort Worth for the competition. And what happens is there's, there's a, the prelims. And just like everything else, you know, it's 6A, you know, Division two, kind of like football. And so it's like the playoffs, right? But there's 63 teams. They're all competing. And the prelims happen, and they all perform. And it gets whittled down to 20 that will perform in the finals uh, and then receive awards. But, but here's how that works. Y you have the prelims, and, and sometimes you have something happen that, that just throws everything off, and that's what happened yesterday. In the prelims, uh, Tomball High School, at the very end, the center stunt fell. You know, a stunt where there's, there's, there's two girls that are the bases, and then one that's the back spot, and then there's the flyer up in the air. And so they went, to, they went to fly, and the girl missed the foot, and so she was one-legged, and then she kind of just sat into it. And, and this group of young women were devastated. 
They walked back to the hotel, and there was a, um, a, a ballroom area where they, they had their, their team meetings, and the parents were there, and they walked in. The parents all encouraged them because they did a, a fantastic job, but this one stunt fell, and as they walked in, I noticed that the girls that were in the stunt were weeping because they felt like they let their team down, and they felt like, they felt like all the hard work that they had done was just going to be just washed away. So I sat back and I watched. And you know what I saw? I saw gifts being used. The, the, the first was a gift of tenderness. There was a young woman who walked over to one of the girls who was crying. And she just wrapped her arms around her and let this girl cry on her shoulder. And she cried and cried. And that gift of tenderness just moved the situation until she kind of stood up a little more straight and wiped off her tears. And then there was, there was a gift of empathy. Uh, someone came over and, and said, I, I remember when I used to be a flyer, and, and, and I remember I was at a pep rally in front of the entire student body, and I was, I was flying, and I fell all the way to the ground in front of everybody, and I felt like a fool. But you know what? It's okay. I can get up and go again. And we're going to finals, and you're going to be able to get up and go again. And she gave that gift of empathy and you could see confidence building. There was a girl that came over with a gift of humor, said nothing about prelims, nothing about the stunt falling. She was just doing the thing, you know? You know the gift of humor person. They're like, they're just trying to make you laugh, and they're getting the giggle, and then they're getting the laugh, and then they're getting the belly laugh, and it's all getting better. Like, there's more energy and more, more liveliness coming about. Then there was a girl that came over with a gift of wisdom, and she's like, I remember last year, Magnolia dropped in the prelims, and then they went on in the finals, and they got third place. So it could happen. It's going to happen for us right like so some of you are like the wisdom people and I can see you're laughing because you know that's what you would do and that's okay to God be the glory because your gifts matter and God wants you to use your gifts as well and then finally there was there was a couple of girls that came over with this gift of energy and it just infused the situation until I watched and the whole team experienced a renewal each one of these young women using their gifts uniquely uniquely and the team was better for it and you know what they did go to the finals and they went back to back as crowd leading champions in the state of texas and they got second place overall in the entire state and it would not have happened if those young women didn't use their gifts to bless each other oh and that's why my voice is like this crowd leading champions i'm in the crowd you know going nuts uh, how cool to see people use their gifts. But the scripture is clear. We're not only to use our gifts. Paul is giving instruction to Timothy, uh, and, and we see in verse 15, directly after this, 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 this admonition, don't neglect your gift. In verse 15, he turns and he says, be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them. 
He doesn't want, just want Timothy to, to use his gifts. He wants him to train up those gifts. And, and so what is that for you to, to be diligent in your gifts, to, to know that, 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 that I need to focus in and know the ways in which I have been put on this earth to bless others. And, and whenever I have that understanding, to, to use it and to focus in on the ways in which it is most effective. And those those, those diligent, focused individuals will grow in their gifts and grow in the effectiveness of their gifts. But it's not, not only diligence to the task. It's, it's, it's a, a perseverant spirit. It's a devotion to the task. This, this idea that I'm not going to waver. I'm not going to, to, to shy away from. I'm not going to, to lose a moment, but I'm going to give everything Thing I have to the use of that gift. I'm going to aim at it. And in so doing, when I aim, I will hit the mark for God's glory. We're not just to use our gifts, but we're to train up in those gifts. And, 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 and when we train in those gifts, God is glorified. And so each of us have these specific gifts. Now, some of us have, have similar gifts, but they're not identical, right? So, so two of you might be encouragers, but, but they're not identical. It's going to show up in different ways. And that's, that's part of the beauty of the body. Each of us has a role to play, right? Uh, so all of us have these specific gifts, but, but we hear of, in verse 10, a general gift that all of us have as believers uh, as, as people who call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's hear from verse 10 one more time. That is why we labor and strive, because we have put our hope in the living God. We've put our, we've put our hope in the living God. And, and that hope is a general gift that every single Christian has. It's a general gift. We have this hope in the living God, this living God, this resurrected Lord, this Jesus, the one who, who defeated death, rose from the dead. Our hope is placed in him. And so we are called, get this, to use hope and to train up in hope. And I don't know about you, but I believe now more than ever, the world needs a little bit of hope. The world needs Christians who are able to step forward in difficult situations and point to hope, not despair. To point to victory, not defeat. And so what would it be for us to understand that we have this hope? It's been embedded in us as Christians. And, and in that hope, alive in us through Christ, we then use that gift to bless others. So that when we encounter those facing challenges or trials, despair or anxiety, we can point to Jesus and say, in him there is hope. There is hope for you as there's hope for me. There's hope for the world in Jesus if we would call on his name and invite that hope to permeate every... And we're called to train up in hope. And here's what I think that means. We're called to train in hope which means when we experience hardship, when we experience anxiety, fear, despair, we are called to turn to Jesus. 
so that we're no longer fixated on the downside, but we're able to to, to point our attention to the upside. We're able to focus on how God, through Jesus, turns everything upside down, and he is indeed for us, even when we feel like no one else is. Turn to hope. Use hope as a gift and train yourselves up in it. Why? Why for all of this? Why use your gifts? Why train in them? Why, why use your specific gifts? Why use this general gift of hope? Paul answers that question for us at the end of verse 10. It continues on. We have put our hope in the living God who is the savior of all people, especially those who believe. And, and then, and then it's, it's stated again at the end of the passage that we read today in verse 16. Persevere in these gifts because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Why? Why use your gifts? Because there is power to save in them. We open the year talking about our, our collective missional calling to bear fruit that will last, eternal fruit that is kingdom-oriented. And, and, and here's the truth of what we hear in verse 10. We might, we might wonder, what does that actually mean, that, uh, that there's a, a, a Savior for all, but especially the believers? Here's what it means. Not everyone is saved, but, get this, but everyone has a Savior. Do you see that distinction? Not everyone's saved, but everyone has a Savior. You have never encountered a person in the world that doesn't have a Savior. We have hope in the risen Lord. He is risen indeed. And so since he is risen, everyone has a Savior. And so if everyone has a Savior and you know him, then when we offer our gifts to the world, others might be saved as well. How can you use your gifts, train in them, be filled with the hope of the Lord, so that we might see the world saved. How good will that be? That is our calling. That is our mission. That is our collective purpose to bear fruit that will last. Fruit that we are called to participate in harvesting. All the work has been done in Jesus, and he has equipped you for the rest of the task. Let us use our gifts and train in them diligently and with devotion so that God would be glorified and the world would know the gift of his love and his hope. Would you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, we do come before you just overwhelmed with joy that you that you have placed hope in us, that, that through the hope we have in Jesus, uh, we have life, and that life is abundant and flowing. And so we ask, oh God, that you would use that hope in us to bless the world. How humbled we are, Lord, that you use us. How shocking that seems. Me, you would use me. 
Lord, thank you for using me. Thank you for using my gifts for your glory. Help me to lean in there. Lord, let none of us neglect our gifts, but help us to use them for your glory. Lord, I thank you for your son, Jesus. I thank you for your presence with us in community. And Lord, as, 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 as those gifts are developed in us, Lord, use them for your glory in the world. We pray this in Jesus' holy and precious name. Amen.